Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Tex, foreman of the Bar X spread, entered the ranch house to talk to the owner, Seth Tigert, who was at noonday dinner. Yeah, what's up, Tex? Roundup going along all right? Sure, Seth. We'll be ready to start the drive whenever you're ready to leave. Yeah, I'm ready right now, for that matter. There's uh, just one thing, boss. Yeah, what's that? Charlie Naylor just got back from taking a herd up to Dallas. He told me the price per head has dropped way down. Said he wouldn't have sold if he hadn't driven the herd all that way. Oh, that's mighty bad news. You uh, still thinking of taking your herd to Dallas? No, by thunder. It's about time we showed that cattle buyer's agent that Dallas isn't the only place where we can sell our longhorns. But where would we take them, boss? Tex, if Chisholm could drive a big herd all the way to a shipping point on the railroad, so can we. Great day. That'd mean going straight through Indian territory. Well, that's what he did. Sure, but maybe he was lucky. What's more, Chisholm had a lot of other ranches in with him. If he had courage enough to show the way, there's no reason why we shouldn't have courage enough to follow. I'd say you're sure asking for trouble. Well, trouble is something I'm used to facing, Tex. 
but double-dealing sidewinders who cheat an honest rancher out of half the cash he's supposed to get for his cattle is just something I can't take. I brought hot coffee, Seth. Anything wrong? Well, for one thing, Aggie, looks like I'm going to have to do what that fella Chisholm did. Drive my cattle all the way up to the railroad if I hope to get anything for them. But I thought you planned to drive the herd to Dallas. Your text just told me they're paying next to nothing in Dallas. That's right, ma'am. Maybe it'd still be better to take whatever you get than to risk going such a long way. That's my idea, too. If I do that, we'll soon be out of the ranching business, along with lots of others down this way. If we make it to the railroad, others will maybe take a chance, too. Then that Dallas agent will find he'll have to pay a decent price and not get any cattle. But it'll be a long, hard journey, Zed. And a dangerous one. Well, so was the trip out here a few years ago. We made it, didn't we? Well, yes, of course. Maybe but... you could get a better price in Dallas than Charlie Naylor did, Seth. Mm, I doubt it. I'll tell you what, Tex. You have the boys start the drive in the morning. Head for the Chisholm Trail and follow it. What about you? Uh, ain't you going to... I'll head out to the afternoon for Dallas. I'll see what that agent offers me. But isn't what I'm willing to take. I'll cut across and ride down the Chisholm Trail to meet you. We'll go on to the railroad. All right. If I do happen to come to terms, we'll just swing the herd across to Dallas. Our boy Chris is going to be mighty disappointed, Seth. You promised he could go along on the drive. Well, let Chris go along. But if you decide to follow the Chisholm Trail all the way, you couldn't risk taking a 14-year-old boy along. Well, why not? Do the youngster good. Anyway, I'm his pa. He'll be with me. Why shouldn't he go? But, Seth, that trail goes through Indian territory. Yep, it sure does. Well, there'll be 20 cowpokes beside Tex and me. No reason why Indians are bothers. We mind our own business. Now let the boy go along. It'll be something he'll remember. Now come on, Tex. I'll go to the range and look the cattle over right now. That afternoon, Seth Tigard set out alone for Dallas. Upon his arrival, he went to the office of the cattle buyer's agent, a smooth-talking man named Keen Sturgis. After bickering with Sturgis for some time, Seth got up and thumped the desk with his fist. By thunder, Sturgis, it's downright insulting for you to make such an offer. You'll have to take it or leave it, Mr. Tigard. I'm not paying one cent more per head than I just offered. Well, I'm not taking it. My herd is already west of here, moving up the Chisholm Trail. And by golly, I'll keep the herd on that trail all the way north of the railroad. I see. But you're a fool to think you can make it. Well, don't you worry, we'll make it. And after we do, plenty of others will do the same thing. That's all I gotta say, except... Good day to you, Sturgis. Goodbye, and good luck, Tiger. You need plenty of it. Tonto, Indian companion to the Lone Ranger, had helped the masked man break up an outlaw gang near Dallas. Before leaving the vicinity, Tonto had brought his horse scout to the blacksmith shop in town. And having time to spare, he waited in the cafe, where he sat quietly at a secluded table. He noticed the man who entered and approached a table near him. Hello, Rusty. Thought I'd find you and Carlos in here. Hi, Keen. Have a chair. See, of course. Join us in your story. All right. You remember Seth Tiger, the rancher from southwest of here? Yeah, he's got a big spread. Bringing in a herd? Uh, he wouldn't settle for the price. He and his cowpokes are taking 2,000 head up the Chisholm Trail to the railroad. So he says. He'll get top price for head if he makes it. Yeah. And if he makes it, most of our other customers will follow his example. Leaving us out in the cold. Well, it don't make so much good sense, senor. Well, it isn't good, Carlos. Maybe he'll run into trouble with the Indians. Oh, the Indians have been fairly quiet up through that territory lately. 
Tigard and his men keep on the move, they may not be bothered. You think they make it then? There's plenty of trouble that could happen, so they'll not make it rusty. You know where you can pick up two or three more men in a hurry? What for? Come on over to the office and I'll tell you. I'm going to give you and Carlos a chance to make plenty of cash for yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we can always use cash. Hey, Carlos? Uh, see, of course. Let's yeah. go, then. Later, Toto returned to the temporary camp where the Lone Ranger was waiting. The Indian told about the conversation he'd overheard in the cafe. When he finished, the Lone Ranger said, I've heard of Keen Sturgis, Toto. I understand he's been paying far under the market price for cattle. Why them sell to him, Kimasabi? That's the only outlet for the ranchers in this part of Texas. The war shut down the market and caused a surplus of cattle throughout the state. The ranchers' only hope of survival is to reach the northern markets. That's not easy. Chisholm showed the way by blazing a trail to the railroad. If Seth Tigard is going on, he's the first to follow Chisholm's example. You think that good? Yes. If others do the same thing, it will bring prosperity to the Southwest. You think Tigard have trouble? From what you've told me, I'd say Keen Sturgis is planning to make sure Tigard does have trouble. Oh. Otto, we'll ride west of here to the Chisholm Trail. Then we'll wait until we sight Tigard's herd. Go along with it without making our presence known. I'm anxious to see that herd get through to the railroad. All right, let's go. When Seth Tigard finally met Tex and the men with the herd, he told them of Sturgis's low offer and of the decision to continue on north to the railroad. It was dusk and the men had gathered near the chuck wagon to eat. There was a moment of silence after Seth made his announcement. Then the boy Chris spoke up. Golly, Dad, do you think we'll see any wild Indians? Well, I hope not, son. No use you thinking up trouble before we get to it. Well, there's plenty of Pawnee and Osage beyond the Red River. Yeah, I wouldn't want to meet them. All right, now stop trying to scare yourselves to death. Anyone who isn't man enough to make the trip, speak up right now. Well, looks like you're all going to take a chance. In that case, you can count on a bonus for each and every hand as soon as we reach Abilene. Yeah. Gosh, I just can't wait to get a look at that railroad. Hey, we'll all do a bit of cheering when we see it, Chris. The only hombre in Texas who will be disappointed when we get there will be that oily tongue, Keen Sturgis. Yeah. Uh, we better not do any crowing, Seth, till we do get there. Hit leather, boys. We got some herd riding to do before we turn in. Let's go. The cattle drive moved on without trouble toward the Red River, which separated the northeast of Texas from the Indian Territory. Keeping out of sight, the Lone Ranger and Toto watched the progress of the drive and scouted ahead along the trail for signs of hostile Indians. They had stopped about half a mile beyond the Red River, at a vantage point from which they'd be able to watch the crossing without being seen. The masked man was saying, So far, Toto, they've made good headway. Ah. Of course, the danger of Indian attack is still ahead. But I expected before this that they'd run into trouble from Sturgis and his men. But we not see him anywhere. Maybe we wrong about him. I, I don't think so. We'll wait here until the herd starts across the river, and we'll go on ahead. Uh, 
Even at that moment, Keen Sturgis with Rusty, Carlos, and two other gunmen was following a short distance behind the herd. They, too, had carefully kept out of sight. And as they rode slowly along, Keen Sturgis was saying, The herd's just gone over the ridge into the wide Red River Valley. Out across the valley, they have to ford the river. Yeah, that's right. They'll be nearing the river now. And it's time they ran into some trouble. What is it you plan to do, Keen? Two of you swing off to the right. The other two to the left. I'll ride straight ahead to the ridge. I get alongside the herd, but keep out of sight. Right. Easy. Yeah. When you hear me start shooting, fire into the air and yell like blazes. Try to sound like redskins so they won't get wise. Now, do you understand? Yeah. Oh, we are to stampede the cattle into the river, eh? That's the idea. They'll pile up in the water and Tiger will lose plenty before his cow folks can get things under control. We meet back at the ridge later. Let's get going. As the herd started over the ridge and down the slope toward the river, Chris Tigard was riding point in front of the cattle with his father. Seth looked ahead. Well, there's the Red River, son. After we take the cattle across, we'll be out of Texas. God, that river's kind of wide, Dad. Is it deep? Well, this looks like the place Chisholm picked out to cross, where it isn't too deep for the cattle. Once we get the leaders to start over, the rest will go. This valley sure is wide. Yep, it's the Red River Valley. After we get the cattle across, we'll follow the valley a short distance till we come to a break in the ridge over yonder. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Sounds like Redskins back there stampeding the herd. Dad, look, the cattle are starting to run. Now get going, son, hurry. Head straight for the river and don't stop you get across. Hurry or you'll be trampled. But, but you did. You do as I say. i got to try to turn the herd before it reaches the river. Now get going, hurry. Get out, get out The Lone Ranger and Tonto also heard the shots and shouting. Somebody's stampeding the herd. The cattle will pile up in the river. Ah, maybe Indians. We'll go back across the river before the herd gets there. Maybe we'll be able to help turn them down the valley. But them see us, Kimasami. That doesn't matter now. Let's get going. We must get there in time. Let's go! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. The boy Chris crossed to the other side of the river and stopped on the opposite bank. Whoa, whoa there, boy. Easy. 
As Chris watched in wonderment, he saw the masked man and the Indian riding back and forth in front of the oncoming cattle and firing over their heads as they shouted in an effort to swerve them down the valley along the riverbank. The boy's father, Seth Tigard, also saw the masked man and Indian. Though amazed and puzzled, he realized they were helping him to save his herd. Then he saw that their efforts were succeeding. The herd was swerving from the river and heading down the valley. Whoa, whoa there, whoa, whoa. They're swerving, Seth. That masked man and Indian made him turn down the bank. Yeah, we'll have a tough time round them up, but we didn't lose any. Now get the man, get busy. Right, get him back. Later, the cattle had been gradually turned into a milling circle, and the cowboys rode constantly around them to keep them from breaking again. Seth and Tex rode to the riverbank and beckoned to the boy Chris to come back over. The boy crossed and soon drew rein beside his father. Whoa! Whoa there, boy! Oh, gosh, Dad, that was really something. Yeah, I know. You might have got trampled in that stampede, son. I didn't mean that. I mean the way that masked man on a big white horse and the Indian turned the herd. Oh, they just appeared sort of like ghosts from nowhere to help us. That's what I said, too. I didn't see them leave. Yeah, neither did I, Tex. I can't figure out how they happened to be around and why they came to help us. Well, let's go join the others. Come on, get up here. Yeah, get boy, up. come on. As soon as they saw that the herd was under control, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had ridden back along the trail. After searching along the ridge behind the herd, they pulled to a halt. Oh, 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 Found no sign of Indians so far. Uh, me look close. Not see plenty Indian pony any place. I'm beginning to think Indians didn't start that stampede. Oh, you think maybe Sturgis caused trouble? It's possible. You go talk to Rancher, maybe give him warning? No, Tonto, not now. We'll continue to keep out of sight. All right, let's go. Come on, The boy Chris thought continually of the masked man and Indian. That night, the moon was bright and a large campfire burned near the chuck wagon. Chris lay rolled in his blanket while his father and the men rode herd to keep the nervous cattle quiet. The boy had the desire to see the masked man and Indian once again. Because of what they had done, he knew they were friends, and he felt a thrill of excitement as he thought of actually talking to them. Finally, he arose and, mounting his horse, set out across the river, then headed along the valley. Golly, if I find them and talk to them, I'll have plenty to tell Dad and the cow folks when I get back. Get out there. After a time, Chris swerved and rode through the break in the ridge, which his father had told him was the trail they'd follow after the herd crossed the Red River. As he came out on the other side of the ridge, he saw a figure lying on the plains with a horse standing nearby. Easy, fella. Easy there. Cautiously, the boy approached and stopped. Whoa there. Whoa now. Steady. Golly. I wonder if an Indian, a boy, an Indian boy, oh, and he's been hurt. You, you not kill Lightfoot. Me, me good. Golly, I'm not going to hurt you. Here, I'll use my handkerchief to bandage your head. Uh, pale face boy, good to Lightfoot. Me not forget. Me get to Pony, ride village. Maybe, oh. Hey, you're still oh. dizzy, Lightfoot. Them, them come back. Kill us. By golly, if I only had a gun, I'd... It's the masked man an Indian. Who's going to help that? What happened? The Indian boy's hurt. Somebody shot at him, creased his temper. Oh, uh, that's not good. He's still dizzy. You're the boy who rode with the herd, aren't you? Yes, sir. I saw you and the Indian save the herd. We're glad we could help. Tonto, we'll take the boys to our camp for the time being. Ah. That night in another camp further along the trail... 
Keen Sturgis learned from Carlos that the masked man who had thwarted the stampede was the Lone Ranger. Sturgis planned to have the Indians attack Tiger and his men at dawn. Then he left to tell Chief Blackfeather the Lone Ranger and Tonto were to blame for the killing of the Indian his men had shot down on the plains. At dawn, the drive got underway again. The herd moved across the Red River and started up the valley. Seth rode up and slowed his horse to a walk beside Tex, as he said. Hey, Tex, you seen Chris? I thought he was with you. I told you to look after him. No, I ain't seen him this morning. I thought he was with you. He must be with some of the men. Well, I was riding herd most all night, so I didn't notice when the boy got up. I'll go see if I can find him. You must be riding with some of the others. Get a bit. Come on. Meantime, at the Lone Ranger's camp in a grove of cottonwoods, Chris and the Indian boy, Lightfoot, had become friends. At dawn, the Lone Ranger and Tonto saddled the horses. Then the masked man spoke. Chris, we'll ride back with you until we sight the herd. It isn't safe for you to go alone. All right. Lightfoot, you rest a while longer here in the grove. We'll come back and ride with you toward your village. Ah, uh, me feel better now. Me wait here. Good. If you went on alone, those men might shoot at you again. Are you ready, Chris? Yes, sir. All right, let's get going, Toto. The Lone Ranger, Toto, and the boy had gone out of sight of the grove and were heading for the break in the ridge when they suddenly saw Indians closing in on them from both sides. Yeah, I mean, look, Indians! Maybe we can outrun them. Then we'll be able to... All right, in from front! Yes, you're all around us! Oh, silver, oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Better not make any false moves. Ah, it's no use to draw guns. You come. She say bring man with mask. Him way to pass through ridge. We're friends. We come in peace. You not friends. We take you to chief. Come. We'll have to go with him. Ah, them look plenty mean. Come on, sir. Get him up, scout. Within a short time, the Indians led the three captives to a wooded area near the break in the ridge. The Lone Ranger and Tonto noticed that large numbers of braves were waiting on either side. They stopped in front of a group headed by the chief. Look, five white men standing in that group with the chief. Must be Sturgis and his men. You get from horses. Very well. Pale faced friends of Pawnees tell about man with mask. Lightfoot, son of chief, go from village. Him not come back. Lightfoot is safe and he'll soon return. He lies, Chief Blackfeather. We saw him shoot an Indian out on the plains. Must have been your son. Chief, I say your son is alive. Send a few you braves and... You not talk. Me not listen. Charlie! Charlie! Before the Lone Ranger or Tonto could make a move, many savage hands grabbed them, pinning their arms to their sides. Chris was given the same treatment. Oh. Wait, Chief Blackfeather. Let the boy go. No. Boy, die. Him, friend of masked man. You be tied to trees, used as targets for arrows of my brave. But first, me take off mask. Mato! Mato! Me, son of Potawatomi chief. Me call upon spirit, great thunderbird, to bring evil on Pawnees. If you take off mask. The chief momentarily recoiled in superstitious fear at Tonto's words. Then he spoke again. Me send for Pawnee medicine man. Him make medicine to ward off evil. Him take off mask. Hey, Chief, the herd is coming. I'll take off his mask. No. 
horny medicine man do that? And forget the mask for the present. Tie the three of them to trees and come back later and take off the mask and finish them. Hurry up. Uh, oh, later. The two men and the boy were taken to nearby trees and securely bound. Then, followed by Sturgis and his men, the Pawnees hurriedly mounted and rode over the ridge to attack the herd. They'll kill Dad and the others and then come back to kill us. Don't give up, Chris. I could get loose long enough to get my hands on the oh, stuff. Oh. Lightfoot! Be here, Braves on Plains. We come quick. Cut us loose quick, Lightfoot. You must stop your father and his Braves from attacking Chris's people. Herd moved slowly down the valley and approached the pass through the ridge. Once again, Seth rode alongside of Tex, saying, Here, the boys missing Tex. I've looked everywhere for him. Oh, Seth, what do you think we ought to do? We'll stop the drive and start a search for him. Holy mackerel. Look, coming through the pass. Indians. Oh, oh this is the end. We'll put up a fight, but it ain't going to... Look, cutting across the ridge and swinging over in front of the Redskins. Four riders. Can't quite make out who they are. By thunder, it's that masked man again and the Indian. Looks like two boys riding with him. Two boys is right. And one of them is Chris. Come on, get up there. Get up. Meantime, at the sight of the Lone Ranger and Toto with the two boys, Chief Blackfeather signaled his braves to halt. They waited in silence as the two men and the two boys rode to them. Chief, my father, these my friends. Them find me after bullet of other pale face hit me. Them fixed my wound, give me food. My son, it's good to see you alive. Ah, uh, me find friends tied to trees. Me let them go, bring here, let you know them my friends. Uh, me not savvy. Those who drive cattle are people of my pale face brother, Chris. Do not harm them, father. It is I, your son Lightfoot, who ask it. If what you say is true, my son... The Pawnees will not attack. Now, wait. This is a trick, Chief. Look, Father. With him who speaks are men who shot at me, left me for dead. Taylor! Instantly, Indian braves closed in around Sturgis and his men. Caramba, they will kill us. You are to blame Sturgis for all this. Oh, who is it? Chris, son, where have you been? I've been plenty worried. Briefly, Chris told his father all that had happened. Seth showed both surprise and relief as the boy added, I was safe, Dad, and the Indians aren't going to attack. My friend Lightfoot asked the chief not to. Jumping Jiminy. The youngster sure makes strange friends, but it's lucky for us that he does. Chief Blackfeather, let these prisoners be taken back for white man's justice. I promise they'll be punished. Uh, I'll send a few of my men with you to take them back to the nearest Texas town. Good. The town of Sherman is about 20 miles from here. Otto and I left our blankets at our camp where Lightfoot was waiting. We'll go get them, then come back to pick up the prisoners. Blackfeather and his braves will see that friends who saved my son Lightfoot get through safely with cattle. Well, thanks, Chief Blackfeather. Mister, if it hadn't been for you and that Indian... Otto and I are glad we were here to help, Mr. Taggart. Ah. We'll be back soon. The Pawnees will keep their promise and see you through safely. Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, Lightfoot. Adios. Let's go, Tonto. By thunder, there goes a real man. I'd sure like to know who he is. Golly, Dad, I know who he is. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Franz Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>